0: Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, and on this episode, I want you to learn how to self-examine yourself when you are in a situation where the temperature is turning up in your conversation with your potential mate or spouse. These five steps may help you from entering worthless, foolish talk that will only lead to more godless behavior. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. On episode 23, we talked about the importance of you selecting the right people to speak with when it comes to your relationship or marriage. And we said this is very critical because you want to have the right people who can give you godly wisdom, godly advice, and is aligned with God's words and their relationship is aligned with God. It's not just selecting individuals who can just give you any answers because it could cause a divide in your relationship and also could cause a divide between that potential mate or spouse from their relationship with God. But eventually we must talk with our spouse or potential mate about what is the concern or the issues that's being faced between the both of you. You want to make sure that your timing is right your purpose is right and the goals and the outcomes is correct. So let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 16 through 18 from the New Living Translation. And I want to read it over again because I'm going to focus on a part that I didn't cover in episode 23 that I'm covering in this episode so that you can kind of get an understanding why it's critically important to do some self examine as you're having this conversation or a reflection after the conversation has happened to make sure. it is aligned with God. So Second Timothy chapter two verses sixteen through eighteen says avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. It's this kind of talk that spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and pliatus They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the truth. Now, in episode 23, we talked about those words, avoid, worthless, and foolish talk. And we had a discussion about why it leads to more godless behavior and that it can spread like cancer that could turn some people away not only from the faith, but also turn away in our marriage or potential mate. It could turn them away from the relationship. But I want to focus on verse 17, the part about in the case of Hymenaeus and pliatus Now you might be saying, I don't know these individuals who the heck are they, and in reality, they were two men who were chosen by Paul, who felt that they were able to fulfill the Christian duties of bringing people closer to God, and they were these weren't two individuals that were always doing wrong; they were doing the right things, but somehow along the path, they lost their focus of what the purpose and the mission and the vision was for their relationship in fact. You have to keep in mind that Himalaya's teachings were very on path for a little bit, and his assignment was lined up to that, as well as pliatus See, pliatus was a gentleman that was a Christian in Rome, and he was doing some good things too in that kingdom as well for the kingdom of God. But the reality with both men which got them in trouble, was that both departed from the truth and leading into believers becoming astray. And see, this is information that got back to Paul. And what they were teaching was a different form of resurrection. What they were saying was in fact that you can have spiritual resurrection, but when it comes to the physical, there's no resurrection happening. And if you ever get a chance to read first Corinthians chapter fifteen verse thirty five, second Corinthians chapter five verses one through six, and first Theologians chapter four verses fifteen to eighteen, you'll get an understanding why that was not telling the truth. And in essence what they were doing was was false teaching and so Paul noticed that his former workers were losing their faith. They were casting astray. The members were kind of falling away from what God has assigned on earth for us to do. And so, and he noticed that they were weakened and their lifestyles changed as a result. It got to one point where Paul even said in 1 Timothy 1 verse 20, that Paul had turned Hymenaeus over to Satan because of his false teachings. And that would be the same with Pleiades. But what Paul did was he redirected the church so that they could dismiss these men and it helped those individuals. In fact, it's later said in the Bible that him and realized the errors of his ways, and God restored his faith. He connected back to the faith in Christ and had repentance. He went to God and asked for forgiveness for what he had done. I say all of that about these two individuals because of the fact that they learn from the errors of their ways. And sometimes in the midst of our conversation with our potential maiden spouse, it will happen. We may say something that was just. Just not line up with God's word. We may do something that may not line up with God's word, or we may not admit our wrong in the process of the conversation that could cause wrong. And so we have to be good stewards when it comes to Having these courageous conversations with our potential maiden spouse and be realized as well how to gauge the conversation. And what do you mean by gauge the conversation? Well, in episode 23, we use that word gauge to help us to identify how to identify the people that is going to be able to speak life and encourage us and direct us, but also point the errors in our lives that we're doing wrong so we can correct them immediately. And we're going to use those same five letters, G-A-U-G-E, when it comes to having these courageous conversations, because it's very important within the mix of our conversations with our potential mate or spouse, we must assess the scene to determine if God is in the midst of it. Laminations chapter 3, verse 40, and I'm gonna read from the message translation says this instead, we must test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to God. In other words, let us assess the conversations we're having with our potential maiden spouse. Isn't lined up with God? Isn't lined up with his word. Isn't lined up with the Holy Spirit. And if it wasn't in any circumstances or any reasons, we need to turn back to God. God's got to be in the center of that conversation. God's got to be in the midst of how we talk with our potential mate and spouse and how we receive the message that we receive from our potential mate with spouse. Even if they say something or do something that's wrong, we got to show God's love unconditionally. And so let's look at those five letters and I'm going to change the wording up a little bit from the previous episode to line up when we we're having a conversation with our particular mate and spouse. So in the midst of that conversation, here's the G, is God working in this conversation? See, remember in Acts 13 verse 47, it says, this is what the Lord told us to do. I have made you a light for other nations to show people all over the world the way to be safe. And in Matthew 6 verse 22, it says the only source of light of the body is the eye. If you look at people and want To help them, you will be full of light. So when you're having the midst of this conversation, you want to make sure that you are in line and in tune with the Holy Spirit. You want to make sure that you're in line up with the Heavenly Father. And you're making sure that the conversation is going to line up with the Word of God. If it comes to become more emotional type of conversation than a godly conversation, pump the brakes, stop, and drive slow. Because there is some disconnect that might require y'all to step back away, reassess the situation, and come back so that you can have a courageous conversation that is healthy for both parties. And then the A, is the action aligned with God's word? See, remember we talked about in Proverbs 14, verse 1, a wise woman makes her home what it should be, but the home of a foolish woman is destroyed by her own actions. We want to make sure we present in our action that is aligned with God's purpose, wisdom, and guidance. And if we're coming because of anger or hostility or fear or worry, and we're leading the conversation in those directions and with our talking or even in our Biden language, it's going to cause those worthless conversations, foolish conversations to occur. And we don't want that. We don't want division. We want to become t- together. And so we're going to have to watch how our tone is, watch how our buying language is showing, because those are actions. Those are external things that a particular man spouse might see, and it can throw the person off. And if you don't know how to have those type of conversations and line yourself up with that, there are great people out here who will help you to have good conversations, good communication skills and styles to help your marriage grow. The you is united. And what we are saying here is, is the conversation going to unite the both of you to God's word to complete an action which pleases him? It says in Philippians chapter two, verse 14, do everything without complaining or arguing. Proverbs 20 verse 3 says, people who refuse to argue deserve respect. Any food can start an argument. So you want to make sure that as you're having these conversations, the the centeredness of this is that we want to unite together and we're going to come to some type of form of agreement. There might be some sacrifices that have to be made, some compromises that might have to occur. But in the midst of it all, we want to make sure that both Parties win, and most importantly, that the kingdom of God wins at the end. Now, of course, if it's a conversation where it's just one sided and the one person wins, that's going to cause division, and we don't want that to happen. We want to be gentle and kind with our spouse. That's the G. So, in other words, is the way you're speaking or your body language gentle and kind with your spouse or potential mate? See, Proverbs 29, verse 11 reminds us fools are quick to express their anger, but wise people are patient and control themselves. And it says in Proverbs 15, verse one, a gentle answer makes anger disappear, but a rough answer makes it grow. Notice what we have to watch out for. We don't want to be quick to express our anger. We want to be patient and control ourselves when we're having that rich conversation with our potential mate or spouse. And we want to make a gentle answer towards them because sometimes it will get emotional. But one person has to be the one that can be able to calm the situation down. Because if it's a rough answer, we know it's going to grow. Which leads into those worthless conversations and there's going to be some foolish talking that is not going to be helpful or healthy for the relationship. And last but not least, the E. Remember we talked about being equal. So are you equally willing to admit you're wrong as you point out the weaknesses in the situation? Notice I didn't say the weakness in your potential mate or spouse because they do have weaknesses. We're trying to point at the potential weakness of the situation. Maybe the person is not really taking the time to listen attentively to the conversation. Is there a weakness in that individual that has that? There is, but we're talking about the action item that can get fixed, not the individual. And so why do we do this? Well, remember what Matthew 7 verse 3 and 4 said. Why do you notice the small piece of dust that is in your friend's eye and you don't notice the big piece of wood that is in your own eye? Why do you say to your friend, let me take that piece of dust out of your eye. Look at yourself first. You still have that big piece of wood in your own eye. So if there is some disagreement about, let's say, listening, because that happens to me from time to time, I'm not giving my undivided attention in some moments to my wife. She will point out and say, I notice that you don't listen to me when I have shared something with you. And it hurts me because you're not taking the time to put your full attention to me. And I have to be the one to recognize and say, loves, you're correct. I wasn't. I was on my device. I was doing some other work and I did not give you my undivided attention in that moment. And I have to say I'm sorry and please forgive me on that. I have to accept the responsibility. And be able to give some action items to correct the situation, whether it's to turn my phone off, whether it's to put my work to the side when she needs to have that conversation. Whatever the case may be, we want to make sure that we are equal in the process. Remember, you can point a finger at somebody, but you usually have three fingers pointing right back at you. So you got to make sure to look back and kind of reflect and truly understand if there are some things that I can do to fix the situation. So in recap gauge the conversation remember we talked about with laminations 340 that we want to test and examine our ways and if we have done something wrong that wasn't lined up with god let us turn back to and correct ourselves. And why do we want to do that? Because 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says this from the message. Test yourself to make sure you are solid in faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus is in you. Test it out. Fail the test, then do something to resolve it. So how do you do that? Well, you ask these five questions. Is this conversation allowing us to allow God to work in it? Is the action aligned up to God's word? Is this conversation going to unite the both of us to God's word to complete an action item that pleases him? Is the way that I'm speaking in my body language gentle and kind to my spouse or potential mate? And is it equal to admit my wrong as I point out the weaknesses in the situation? joining us on stronger together closer to god podcast please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you if you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us drop us a line at s 2 c 2 podcast at gmail.com And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at S2C2GMinistry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.